TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jason Munz is the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. You should follow him on Twitter on X at Munzley. He joins us each and every Monday on the program. Munz, what are we listening to? Foreigner. Yeah, I was about to say. Get the belt out, baby. Get that foreigner belt out. Yeah, it's a song called Urgent. Yeah. I just remember Seth Cohen, when he was supposed to book for a party for Ryan, Ryan's favorite band was... uh, Ryan... Atwood. Oh. uh, Journey, and he booked Foreigner, because Foreigner's way better than Journey. I mean, Cold as Ice and Mm. Jukebox Hero are... Those are bangers. All right, Munz. Hot-blooded. Let's process the weekend... What was your big hey, take? James. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, nothing but hits from Foreigner. But what was your big takeaway from Saturday? Uh, they got uh, Memphis has uh, a number of issues that they kind of need to get in order uh, that, that bit them hard um, at, at Ole Miss. All right, like, let's, let's start with is- what, what issue in your mind – is top the top one on the list? Like this, we got to get this cleaned up before we play VCU on Wednesday. Type of deal. Uh, is, is it, are you talking about like matchup based, like specifically? Just, VCU you, just what? What is? Well, I guess maybe not in terms of getting. What is the biggest issue this this team needs to fix uh, in short order? Well, I mean, I think I think I'm not as quite as alarmed with the Jordan Brown situation as I think some people are, but what I think is, is becoming a, to me, I'm more bothered by the the direction that the three point offense is going and the direction that the three point defense is going. Mm. They're both going in opposite. They're both going in opposite directions. And that to me is a cause for concern. Like they're not shooting it as well from three as they had been to start the season. And they're not even really even coming close to defending it as well as they were to start the season. So yeah, that's, that, that's to me, the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And then what would be, what would be, you said number of issues. What else, what else do you, in your mind, it, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like none of these issues are Debility, like nothing I've seen so far, at least, and I'll, and I'll let you answer if you've seen. Nothing I've seen has changed my mind about this team's potential. It's just become very clear to me that things are not necessarily running smoothly yet. Nor, you know, like maybe they shouldn't. We shouldn't have never expected them to be running smoothly this soon into the season with so many new players. Yeah, uh, I mean, Jordan Brown would be the other one. Yeah. Um, what did you What did you think of what Penny said? Because I think there's two schools of thought here. One is that like 
you know, this guy doesn't look athletic enough for this level necessarily. He's kind of maybe he's out of shape a little bit. He hasn't been effective. And then I thought it was interesting. Penny, both times he's talked about Jordan Brown over the last week or so, has more laid the blame at his own feet in terms of we're not like, essentially we're not putting Jordan Brown in positions to succeed both offensively and defensively. Defensively, he's getting picked on in pick-and-roll situations. And then offensively, you know, they're not really getting him the ball in the post, which is where he needs to be effective on offense. Yeah, I, th- I thought he he kind of gave some blame to Jordan Brown, said he's not commanding the ball enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the stuff with his conditioning and, and, and the fact that when the other team goes small, he's – he's getting sort of run around. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's got to shoulder some of the blame. His teammates have to shoulder some of the blame for not incorporating him enough into the offense. And then that also is like you said, he Penny himself is, is taking some of that blame for not running more stuff for Jordan Brown. I think all of that is largely true. Um, it's it's not one person's fault. It's everybody's fault that he's not been a factor. I mean, look, I looked at this. I looked this up this morning. He played 20 minutes against Jackson State in the season opener. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's played more than that at all in any game this season since then? My guess is since you're asking, no. No, he has not. You're correct, Jeffrey. And the most, I think it's it's either two or three straight games. Maybe even four now. Uh, he hasn't played more than twelve minutes in a single game. So part of that is foul trouble, Penny. Yeah, you know, I mean the game against Ole Miss ultimately got two fouls in the first minute, and then he didn't yeah. play the whole first half. Penny let him go in the second half a little bit, but like you know, it became a close game, and he hadn't been effective all game. Like Penny said it. There's only so long you can ride him, and Malcolm, on the other hand, was in the midst of a really good performance. It felt like. Yeah, so there there are a lot of uh, factors that play into the issues that Jordan Brown is having. Um, you just you, you just got to trust. I mean, and he said that we are going to be far more intentional moving forward at forcing the ball inside. That doesn't necessarily mean that you know they're going to be doing it with the uh, uh, goal of him scoring points. But I think he's right. You've got to get him. He's got to touch the ball more. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that means he's he's taking more shots, or whether that means they're they're working it inside to him to free up somebody on the outside, he's got to be more involved. What did you make of <clears throat> David Jones not getting a shot up in the last five fifty? Penny said, Penny took the blame for that too. Said, you know, I should have gotten him the ball more down the stretch. Um, do you see that as kind of a blip or something to be concerned about in terms of? pecking order and those sort of things? I don't know. I, I think it's probably more of a blip than anything just because, you know, uh, I would hate to think that, that that it's anything other than that. That, that would be that would be pretty alarming if uh, yeah. you intentionally – you had a guy who would scored 28, 22 points in the first – I don't you know, think it was – I don't know. I'm not implying it was intentional. I'm more implying, like – they haven't figured out who's the guy who should have the ball down the stretch of games. Well, maybe, but I mean, Penny said himself after the game that mm-hmm. he intentionally was trying to run the offense through Javon Quinterly and then hoping that David could somehow 
you know, could eat off of that. But like, so either way, um, uh, either way, I, I think it's, it's hard to argue against the fact that David Jones needed to, uh, be more involved down the stretch at Ole Miss. And maybe if he is, the, the, the outcome is different. Um, you know, you, cer- you certainly lost without him taking a shot in the last five minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, so, so, you know, deductive reasoning, you, you, you think he, you assume that he uh, should be touching the ball. Uh, the year leading scorer needs to, and, and not only leading scorer, leading rebounder needs to be touching the ball when the game is, when it's crunch time. Um, but I got a bit of trivia for you guys. I got a question for you guys. Okay. Uh, something that got lost here. It's the first time that Memphis has had back-to-back losses since when? Well, since two years ago, right? Since that fateful night, yes. Two yes, years since, ago since they, lo- they lost to uh, they, they Iowa State. Well, they had a four-game losing streak when they lost to Ole Miss with the Monty. Yes, it was meltdown. Iowa State, Ole Miss, Georgia, and Murray State, I believe. Yeah, but no, it was after it was the conference. It was UCF, East Carolina, then SMU, and then after the SMU game is when Penny. Oh, uh, oh, so gotcha. It's the first. Two, okay, I see. So it, it's since the since the uh, stupid uh, effing questions. Yeah, stupid effing questions rant. Yeah, that's, that's correct. First, first uh, consecutive losses since that. Interesting. I also, I don't know, see if y'all agree with this. I wonder how much, like, it felt like the game flipped so quickly that I almost wonder, like, how much that played into some of the decisions down the stretch because it felt like, all right, we're in control and we're in control, and then all of a sudden Ole Miss hits a couple shots, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we find ourselves in the spot we didn't think we were going to be in, like, that well, see, almost I, felt I, led to the confusion, I felt like. I don't know. I took it. I thought, because Ole Miss made a couple pushes in that game, and it felt like every time I was sitting next to Munz, and we would talk about it. Every time it seemed like they were about to get close, David Jones made a play. Yeah. And then it was like the last six, seven minutes that just didn't happen anymore, um, partly because right. he didn't get the ball. Um, and, you know, and then that little point guard was great. Like, let's just be honest. He was great, and I think, you know, I think he exposed – I was mentioning this before the break, Jason. You know, the little point guard from Jackson State killed him, and that guy killed him on on Saturday. And it's a uh, something they have to figure out if they have, if they play little point guards the rest of the way. Um, now, the obvious I, I wrote about this in my column and got some some pushback. Um, I kind of went into this win or lose. I was going to write about this, but Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. 
You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't think the the answer to this is. We need to. We need Mikey Williams here. Uh, and in fact, my like, I'm not one of those people. Like, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Like, if Memphis wants to part ways with Mikey Williams, I'm fine with it. If Memphis wants to, you know, if Memphis believes in Mikey Williams and wants to bring him here, I'm fine with that. I have. Not, I'm not against that either. What I do think I am against is him having never been around the program and bringing him in now as some sort of solution or addition to this team, because I think that will disrupt things even more than they've already kind of been disrupted here a little bit. But I'm curious what you think. Do you think he can help this team this year and they should, you know, Penny should be pushing to get him on the team now that his case is, you know, by and large resolved. Ultimately there's, you know, six months of stuff he's got to do, but from the conversations you've had, it sounds like, None of it needs to be done in California. It can be done while he's here in Memphis. But what do you think of that Mikey Williams situation now that he's he's reached some something of a resolution in the courtroom? I don't think that the I don't think from a program's perspective, I don't think anything good can come of uh, adding. Mikey Williams or any player, not even not even necessarily just Mikey Williams, but 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 we are specifically talking about Mikey Williams. I don't think anything good can come of adding him. Uh, what is it now? Seven games into, or eight games into, or ten games into the season. Uh-huh. Um, I, I I just don't I, I don't think that. I mean, a he he's never even met most of these guys. Uh-huh. Uh, on the team, so you're talking about chemistry issues, and, and 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 by extension of that, you're talking about like what kind of message would that send to the guys who have been here for so long, and what kind of message would it send to the guys who came here thinking that they would be, you know, thinking that things would be a certain way in terms of a pecking order, and uh, so I think you got to watch out for that, and then. And they're, by the way, they're already playing ten or eleven guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and 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 Mikey Williams has not has not played a single minute of basketball above the high school level. And you're talking about uh, also uh, a player in Mikey Williams that has um, one of the huge knocks on him is the fact that he simply does not play defense or does not give uh, much in the way of effort on the defensive end of the court. Um, and, and so I don't know, there's just to me and, 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 uh, uh, lest we forget all of the, uh, legal things that are still in play for Mikey Williams, if he gets anything more than a speeding ticket between now and next August 12th, his plea deal that is, that is, uh, admittedly, uh, just an amazing turn of events, um, is gone. Like, it goes back to being nine felony counts that he is facing. If he gets anything more than a speeding ticket between now and August 12th. So you got that. Um, you got to worry about setting precedents. Like, you know, if you get if you bring in Mikey Williams at this point, 
still facing this felony charge, this one felony charge, uh, gun-related felony charge, well, then you are, you're, you're potentially opening yourself up uh, from a university standpoint to a lot of, um, you know, second-guessing potentially and criticism. And, and again, it's like you're setting a, a potentially tricky precedent there. So I, I don't think there's anything good that can come of adding Mikey Williams. And I don't think anybody is suggesting at least anybody that I've talked to on the university side or the program side, nobody's suggesting that that's either uh, likely that that's going to happen or even that it's likely. But uh, I know there's a lot of people who uh, a lot of people since the the plea uh, agreement was made last week that are very much in favor of uh, Memphis bringing Mikey Williams in this season. Uh I just look at it as, like, the role he would play for this team. Presumably he'd, like, replace Jalen Young in the in the, in the the uh, rotation, right? If you, let's say you brought Mikey Williams in. Is Mikey, one, is it in Mikey Williams' best interest to just, after he's been through all of this, to immediately come to a new city and, like, ju- be put right into the full mix of a pre-existing team? I don't know about that part, especially with what his goals are. I don't know if it's best for him, but like, is he going to be content playing a ten-minute a game role? Because that's what I like. If you were to bring him in, right, isn't that kind of what it would be like a ten to fifteen minute a game role? Unless he like set the world on fire, and the evaluations of him suggest he can be a good college player and maybe even a pro. But like, he does not. The way he is positioned in terms of a recruiting ranking perspective. Typically, those types of recruits don't come in and set the world on fire. And he's going to be – like, I just think it's in the best interest of everyone, Mikey, too, to start fresh next year if he's coming to Memphis, where he can maybe yeah. be a centerpiece of the team, potentially. Whereas this year, wow. you, you know, he's coming in at the last – you know, 10 games into the year, whatever it would end up being. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, like, so people have suggested to me since I wrote my column that, like, you know, you, you know things drop off a lot with Jalen Young – and it's like, well, offensively they drop off a lot. But I don't know if you go look at the metrics, you know who has the best defensive rating on this team? It's Jalen Young. It's Jalen Young. You know who Penny called his best on-ball defender? Jalen Young. Jalen Young. You know why he called that timeout that like I was confused by and others were confused by with 40 seconds left? Remember, he burned his last timeout. And I was, I was sitting there going, man, I don't know if I would do that. Well, he did it because he wanted to get Jalen Young into the game to defend that little guard from Ole Miss. Now yep. the little guard scored on him, work. so it didn't work. Yeah. But still, like work. he like, and knowing Penny, and again, as you pointed out, like Mikey Williams would be an offensive guy. Like this team, I mean, maybe they need a little shooting pop punch the last few games, but they didn't lose that game the other day because they didn't score enough points. They lost that game the other day because they couldn't stop Ole Miss from the three point line, and they couldn't stop that little guard in crunch time. Yeah. Well, two things uh, in response to that. Like anybody who says that Mikey would solve some issues that Memphis has on offense will prove it. I, I haven't seen that. Like I, I, I haven't seen it. And neither has anyone else. Um, I, I need to see him be a difference maker at the collegiate level before I'm going to buy into that at all. Number two, and this is part of what I talked when I got his. Uh, his uncle and uh, uh, the, the the leader of his camp, his team, uh, his legal Pat team. McCain. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh his, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. His manager. His camp. Yes, his manager, Pat McCain, is also his uncle. And uh, part of our conversation that we had last week, um, 
revolved around uh, yes mikey has been practicing and working out and he's not just been sitting around on the couch for the past six months he has been you know uh staying in shape but there's a difference between uh one type of not all shapes are created equal and even he admitted that uh pat did uh, to me he was like you know game shape is completely different so you're talking about if you're if you're like say, let's say best case scenario, Memphis adds him and he plays. Uh, he's ready to. He's in in uniform for Wednesday, which is just far fetched uh, beyond belief. But let's let's for the sake of argument say he's in uniform Wednesday for a VCU game. I, I I don't think he's ready to like with all the rust and all the layoff and all the the lack of game shape. I mean, I think you're talking about like mid January at the earliest before he's ready to contribute in a meaningful way. And that's if he can contribute in a meaningful way. Cause again, nobody has, he, he, he nobody has seen him contribute at the division one level yet. So I, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. just where I stand. It feels like it'd be, I just think it would, it would really complicate things for Memphis. And I just don't think talent is the issue. Like, I don't think that's the issue no. separating them from being, you know, a great team. I think, there's some cohesion issues. There's some pecking order issues. There's some issues in terms of structure because you've got all these new guys who are, frankly, used to being the number one option on, by and large, crummier teams. And then I go back to this. I've been saying it all year, and I guess it's you know it's kind of obvious because he's the point guard. I said it before the season started. I thought Javon Quinterly was going to be the swing player for this team. When he plays well, this team's going to be really hard to beat. He hadn't played well the last few games, and they've been beaten. And that, that was part of the problem on Saturday. He got outplayed yep. by, the, the, by Ole Miss's point guard. and Jalen Murray. Yeah, Jalen Murray. I keep saying the little guy from – I should give him credit. He's from, he's from the Bronx. Height supremacy. St. Peter's transfer. Yeah, yeah St. Peter's. He went to the Elite Eight two years ago. Um, a good player. Like, yeah. I, I thought he was a good player. Um, and so – but that being said, the net came out today, and I do think you – know, everyone's panicking over – you know, Memphis is 71, I think, in the net, and they only have – I don't think they have a quad – none of these – the Missouri, the the Michigan, and the Arkansas wins are all quad twos. They're not uh, quad one wins. Um, but I would just I think, caution – I think Arkansas is quad three, but – Yeah, so I would just early. caution – like, the net is like Ken Palm, where, like, it needs a bunch of results. Now, that being said – I will be interested to see what Memphis's net looks like at the end of the year in terms of we've seen in the past, Jeffrey, you've noticed this, blowing out bad teams helps yep. you a lot in the net. The fact that they don't have very many bad teams in their non-conference schedule, I do wonder how that might affect their net rating, especially if some of these teams like like Ole Miss and Missouri and, and Arkansas are lower in the net than you expect, so to speak. Yeah, but those teams will... And once Michigan. They, once they get into league play, yeah. they'll, they'll get credit for just existing. Yeah. But there's just not a lot of games where Memphis is going to be able to blow someone out in this non-conference schedule. The next one is probably maybe Vanderbilt and maybe Austin P at the end of it. Yeah, but, I mean, like, we, we have... You know, but it's early. A lot, uh, we have talked a lot about the, the lack of opportunities for Memphis in, in, in its conference schedule. But if the... Uh, you know, Jeff Goodman's been tweeting a lot about it today. Um, you know, you do get points. You do get credit. You do, you can, it's, it's not just because you're playing a team that's 303rd in the net 
doesn't mean all is lost. If you go out and beat that team by 40, well then, uh, you know. It, it does point it, to the flaws be, in the net, yeah. ultimately. Yes, it, like, it does. It does. It does. But, um, but you know, go out and you you earn some style points against these lower level teams in the American Conference. And the, the, uh, the truth is, if they go out and beat Texas A and M this weekend, you'll forget about the old. Yeah, Clemson, loss. Virginia, A and M, like those are all going to be opportunities. Florida Atlantic yes. was eleven in yeah. the net. You're going to get both those games. Heck, Tulane was like sick. Tulane yeah. is actually ahead of Memphis in the net right now. Maybe that can stay, and you, you know those Tulane games get more interesting for you from a resume perspective. But uh, plenty of more season left. Muns will be in Richmond. He's going to be on the road a lot this week. He's going to be in Richmond on Wednesday when they play at VCU, and he'll be in College Station Sunday when the Tigers play at A and M. Look for his coverage over at CommercialAppeal.com. Jason, we appreciate it, man. Okay, bye, y'all. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.